0: This is H.P.R. episode 2363 entitled, Canceling My TV License. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 11 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, I don't watch any TV so I don't need a license, but cancelling it is unexpectedly difficult.
1: This episode of H.P.R. is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HBR15.
0: Hi everyone, this is Dave Morris. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. I'm doing a quick show. I always think a quick, they're off not, tonight um, because the HBRQ is quite low. In fact, very low. Frighteningly low. So I'm going to rattle something off that came to mind today. So my show is called Canceling My TV Licence. It's probably means nothing to a proportion of the audience, but uh, you might learn something about the, the weirdnesses of British TV. So I'm just going to re- read you a bit of a story, tell you a bit of a story. It's in the notes. First thing was I got a letter. July this year, 2017, I re- got a letter from the organisation that calls themselves TV Licensing. And these are the people that manage the TV licence. It costs £147 a year, to be licensed to receive television. Quite exactly what TV is a little bit vague. It it was originally BBC TV, but now it seems to have broadened somewhat. They said they'd be taking this money on the 1st of August. I set up a direct debit. I assume everybody has that sort of thing on their bank, which uh, allows a nominated organisation to take money from that account uh, at some, some rate. They were going to take this, and... Because they'd been doing this for for years and I'd pretty much forgotten that I'd set this up. Though if you'd asked me I'd have said, well, obviously, but I'd forgotten. We watched a fair bit of TV in this house when my kids were small and as they went moved on into their teens. But we watched, we didn't watch cable or anything like that, we watched over the air channels. And then as digital TV occurred in the UK... I bought a device which set-top box-style thing, except it was a PVR or DVR, which you could record stuff on. And it took in the digital signal from Freeview, which is a service in the UK, and turned it into analogue output for my old analogue TV. You know, the sort of thing, Tebow-ish type of thing. I retired in 2009, watched some TV then, but was getting really fed up with it. By 2013, my kids were more or less left home. One went to university and the other one lived with his girlfriend. So because the quality of TV was going down and down and down, you'll hear the cat in the background because she's running up and down, I decided I didn't want to watch TV anymore. So from 2013, I stopped watching television entirely. So when this letter arrived, I realised that since then... I had been paying this TV licence without using it. Not not been using the service at all. Been paying for it. So this, this galvanised me into action. I don't galvanise very often, but uh, I did this time. I was really f- fed up with TV licensing and myself for being so slow. So this old analogue CRT TV, sitting in the corner of my room, and the PVR, um, they got chucked. The TV went to the recycling centre... It was a big, heavy thing my son helped me. The PVR I'm going to hack for the disc, maybe, and uh, anything else that's useful in it. So the next thing I did was to cancel the licence. And the letter that I'd received told me on the back what I could do. N- there were certain requirements listed. Never watch or record programmes that they as they're being shown on TV. So that's one criterion. I never download or watch BBC programmes on demand, which is another thing I don't do. And I don't do this on a TV or a computer or a laptop or a mobile phone or tablet or games console or any of the things they listed. So I called the number on the back of the letter, which I think was a free phone number, but I'm not sure. I need to check that. And I was able to cancel. I simply gave them my licence number, my details, and... They said, OK, fine, cancelled. And he said there'll be a letter of confirmation coming through and uh, that would that would be the, 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 that would prove that it all happened and that uh, I could show to anybody you needed to know. They will, I asked if they would cancel the direct debit, because was really, really for me to do, whether they, they'd stop taking money from it, whether I should just cancel it. And he said, cancel it yourself. So I did that pretty much after I'd hung up the phone. So a few days later, I got the confirmation letter, which is called, which I think is really odd because I keep having to reread this Your No License Needed Confirmation. It's hard to know where, where to put the emphasis in there. Your No License Needed Confirmation? Your No. Anyway, it, the thing that, that I got was a thing they called The No License Needed very strange. But anyway, it told me that my no license was valid from July 2017 until July 2019. When they want you to confirm and go through the whole process again, it also said in the letter, I might get a visit to confirm that a license isn't needed, which sounds ominous. There was a friendly leaflet accompanying this letter that said it had loads of questions and answers, one of which I particularly like. Can I be prosecuted for watching BBC programmes on BBC iPlayer without a licence? That's their their online service that lets you watch programmes that have been not either live, I think, or sometime soon after live. And the answer was yes, you can be prosecuted. From the 1st of September 2016, you risk prosecution and a fine of up to £1,000 plus any legal costs and or compensation you may be ordered to pay. So you know, nice and friendly stuff. Then, on the 12th of August, I got a letter from TV Licensing, uh, marked urgent, open immediately, and it said them to ask me to call them urgently because my bank had declined a direct debit payment request. So they had asked the bank for money. So I called them on the 14th, being Monday, told them this was a mistake, and they said, okay, yeah, fine, ignore the letter. Get there. Just this is part of the irritation. This whole thing. I had to go through four menus, listen to five, three to five things before I knew which one to just to, to number to enter. And um, when, and then I got a a robot that wanted my details, my address, name, all that sort of stuff, license number. And then it put me through to a person who then asked for these details all over again made me wonder if the robot's there for any purpose other than to be a, a deterrent to call us. How many people have gone through these bloody menus and then said oh hang it all and, and uh, thrown the phone down. Anyway that's just me being cynical. Then today the 17th of August I found a message on my answering machine asking me to call TV licensing. I did so and went through the four menus and uh, and talked to a robot. It asked me for my license number but I don't I reckon I don't have a licence number because I don't have a licence. So I gave it the reference number of my no licence. And it didn't like that. Then asked for my postcode, street name, house number and payment details. It said, it repeated the, the uh, address information back to me. I think it asked my name as well, actually. I can't remember now. I was ri- writing this stuff down as I was listening, but I was getting more and more angry with it. Uh, it confirmed the address, but... When it when it in re- answer to the payment details, I say I don't pay. It passed me to human, so I spoke to a lady who then asked for my name, address, postcard, etc. And I said, "Why? I just given this to your robot." I was trying to be polite. Apparently, th- these weren't passed through to her because I failed, in quotes, to answer the questions properly. But that's odd because the same happened when I went through to the the guy who answered my call about the direct debit before. So I don't think that's true. I think this is a scam. I really think that this damn robot is really there to to make you so angry that you hang up. Anyway, this time it turned out that the problem was that my no-license that I very carefully set up and had got a letter about had been cancelled. I said, why? No reason. I asked why if such a thing like this that I'd carefully set up and been given the expectation that it was going to stay for two years, why, when it had been cancelled, nobody told me? And I didn't get an answer to that. So that's the chapter of accidents. I was so angry about this. I'm not usually a person to get very angry, but it made me really livid that I just ran off and wrote this down <laughs> to share it with the HBR audience just to give you some idea of the ridiculous bureaucracy that uh, is running this this nonsense. So it seems that the TV licensing thing has got one of the worst systems for managing its, "quotes" customers. Because we're not customers, we're victims, I think. It's the worst on the planet, I think. I told the representative this was my opinion when I was on the phone. I also said, I hope you're recording this and it will get passed up to your senior people so they can do something about this rubbish system. So I'm now wondering what's next in the saga. Will I now be greeted by the heavies at the door the visitors or whatever these guys are. I'm not obliged to let them in without a warrant I discovered. Though many people do, I think. And we're gonna get a legendary T V detector van outside the house. These things certainly have existed in the past. I'm not sure whether they do anymore. But if they do, I'd love to see one and take a picture of it. I could send it to the twenty six hundred guys. They would be one they would be very, very happy to see that. Am I going to get another spurious money demand? Oh, we tried to take money from you, but we couldn't, and you're a very bad person. Or am I going to get another unexplained loss of my details? Will they pretend that I, I, I don't that I don't have a no license. <laughs> anyway, although this has been very frustrating and bad, at least it gave me something to write about and talk about for HBR. So uh, I hope you found it interesting. There's a bunch of links here that Point to the, some of the things I've mentioned here. Anyway, that's it for now. Bye bye.
1: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself.